Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's show was made possible by a lot of people. Our amazing producer, Maria Wortel, both of our mothers, our interns, and as always, Solange Knowles. But you know who else we would be proud to partner up with as a sponsor of an episode? You. If you own a business and you'd like to work with us, or you work for a brand that you think could be a good fit, contact us at fyi at shoesoffatpod.com. Yeah, I mostly hear people talk about it and like, isn't that funny? Now it's poor people who are fat. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay. And every time someone says that, they say it like they're the first person to have that idea. I know. Which I'm like, really makes me you're laugh. Wrong. You're out. I'm April, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss Disney Channel original movies, Missy, Misdemeanor Elliot, and perceptions of fatness through the ages. April. Yes. Um, What are you obsessed with this week? I said um as if I was going to say absolutely anything else. (laughs) And then you did not. (laughs) I got excited, to be honest. (laughs) You're going to throw a curveball. That's okay. This week, I'm... Obsessed with a couple things. Number one, so I have a good friend named Rachel Gladney. Shout out to Rachel. Rachel and I went to college together. In college, Rachel was like pre-med. Like she would, was doing biology, but she was in a lot of dance groups. And she was always one like... One of those. Yeah. Like, and she was always like, I feel torn. Should I be a doctor or should I be a dancer? And then like, she's good at biology, but like amazing at dance. And she was always doing this thing where she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's really a career. I don't know if I can pursue it. Everyone's just like, Rachel, shut the fuck up. So anyway, Q2, three years later, she performed at the BET Awards this like a couple weeks ago. Whoa. It was incredible. I'm going to link to her Instagram. Rachel, she's like a hip hop dancer. Rachel's one of those dancers that it's just like, the only way I can describe it is like water. Like all her movements are yeah, like so fluid. fluid. And she's just so like expressive. So when you see somebody that talented, it used to honestly just piss me off. I'm like, you're not going to be a doctor. <laughs> it used to really upset me. Wow. I'm like, you're an incredible dancer. Like you have this incredible talent, but she just, you know, it's hard jumping into a creative That's field. That's wild. She's a dancer, it. backup doctor. Backup doctor. I'm like, Rachel, you're a dancer. So now she's like finally accepting it. She just signed to an agency like as a dancer. Wow. So I'm linking to Rachel. If you like watching like hip hop choreography videos, which I do while I'm like posted up in the house with my Cheetos puffs. I love that shit. Hell yeah. Um, follow Rachel. She's an incredible dancer. She's so funny. She's so sweet. She's so talented. I'm obsessed with Rachel. Oh my God. So I'm obsessed with that. So I'm subscribed to SNL on YouTube, but I'm never going to like sit there and watch SNL. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so this one sketch popped up Sunday morning and I was like on the toilet. I'm like, all right, I'll click. And it actually was incredible. Did you see any of SNL last week? No. It was a uh, leave Schreiber was hosting. Okay. Leo. Um, is it Le- yeah, Leah Schreiber, who is hot, so. by the way. Yeah. Um, so he was hosting, and um, this this sketch just popped up, and it, like, killed me. Oh, my God. Like, I actually laughed. Okay, wait. I want to watch it. Now it's time to choose. So what do you think of the split level? That one was nice. It was move-in ready, and I like the granite countertops. And there was room for my man cave. But it didn't have any windows, just drawings of windows. Yeah. <laughs> it was five cents over budget. Should we cross that one off the list? Yeah, I think so. That's amazing. <laughs> it actually really made me laugh. As somebody who watches all those, like, HGTV, it made me laugh. Wow. I love that. <laughs> the vertical floors. <laughs> That's incredible. Wait, did you see oh the God. Jonah Hill? I mean, this is obviously a very white people sketch. Okay. But I felt like this was very accurate to how I felt okay. before the midterms. Let's see. There's a blue wave on the horizon, and I have never felt more confident. The white women promised to do the right thing this time. They're not going to let us down, right? <laughs> that sketch really made... I was like, wow. yeah, that's literally exactly... the When when Beck Bennett, like, squeezes the coffee yes. so hard it bursts, that's that was, exactly how I felt. 
those two sketches were pretty good. Honestly, yeah. I feel like SNL is really only good for a sketch every so often, but so those wild. two are pretty good. And every once in a while. They're very inconsistent. Yeah. But, which is funny. I think all the ones I like are written by Julio Torres. Mm. Like, I think if you if you did some Googling, it would just be him. That's interesting. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. Okay, so I'm obsessed with that. Quickly, there was this little video of, like, an Alicia Keys and Nicki Minaj performance going around. Oh, okay. I hate Alicia Keys. I think she cannot sing and she should stop. Wow. <laughs> and I really don't like it. See that, but I got him aggy, cause I wanna go like Gabby. This. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Okay, because you know it's just the little things that get you through the day these days. Okay, so the caption said, Alicia only hit one note in this video, and it was still the wrong one. So it's like the whole video you're waiting for to keep it on to finish her verse, because you know the song is, this girl is on fire, whatever, and she's so off. She's so off. She's very off. (laughs) Very off. The original caption of the tweet was, Mamas, we miss you. What does that mean? Oh, they just love... Nikki Them? and Alicia Keys. That's the clip that they choose to show. <laughs> That's <right>. hilarious. Wow. <laughs> um, Damn. And finally, I'm obsessed with my mattress this week and Hell every yeah. single week. So we were earlier this season sponsored by Big Fig Mattress. This is not sponsored. This is just me genuinely standing about my mattress. Yeah. So strap in. Okay. So I've always had like cheap shitty mattresses i think maybe when i was a child i had a nice one but since i've been buying my own mattresses i've been severely cheaping out because that's the kind of bitch i am yep so when we got um our big fig mattresses literally my whole life has changed like i wake up in the morning and i'm like ready to stand up that's amazing (laughs) like i feel so supported i'm getting the best rest of my life and i've always been someone that can like knock out for seven hours regardless of what's going on but now it's like it's a restorative seven hours i wake up and i I don't need to like lay in bed and think about everything for 45 minutes i could just stand up i'm so comfortable my sister is my roommate and every time i like leave the house i come back and she's in my bed like she wants to be in the bed that's amazing it's incredible so we are going to link to where you can get your own big fig if you're in the market for a new mattress specific for fat people um and you can save if you use code saf get that discount it's gonna change your life it has changed everything for me our friend nina calls uh, it our fattress fat, which so it truly just, is. honestly is a really good hashtag fattress is good like <laughs> just putting it out there yeah. but big fig is cute too it has little like figs stitched into the mattress which is a nice nice touch because yeah. it's like big figure figs you know <laughs> get you a big fig they're so good i'm so serious we stand our big figs we stand our big fig um and with that what are you obsessed with this week okay small thing i'm probably the only person in the world who didn't know this but i found out because of the read this week what missy is short for in missy elliott oh misdemeanor yeah yeah that's pretty good i was delighted by that it's she's very smart because her name is also melissa she's an icon wow that's so smart honestly so smart so smart i did not know that and i was like what (laughs) so good that's so cool i love missy elliott okay a couple other little things did you watch this Jason Derulo opera video? It was everywhere. I don't, but do you have the context for this? No. I only saw it out of context, too. I only know that he posted it and he was like very proud of this. <laughs> and it's him, Jason Derulo, <laughs> singing an opera. I mean, I appreciate him for being self aware. I was stunned at the quality of his voice. It I was just really good. Believe. It was I just, couldn't believe. There, I was like, I don't want him to be relevant again. Oh, please. he insists. <laughs> he <sighs> insists on it. Jeez. Okay. And then I also just have a couple recommendations okay, here. Okay, cool. Okay, first thing is if you're if you're looking for an like a good Wikipedia hole, I'm like not very up on the order of how things went in France after the French Revolution. Okay. It's like revolution, then this group was in power, then this group, and Napoleon's in there somewhere, okay. whatever. Okay, but there's this really good Wikipedia article in the show notes. It's called The Ball Ball de Victime. Okay. They were like balls like dancing that were put on by dancing societies after the reign of terror, which is when basically just like all the aristocrats were getting guillotined. Okay. To get into the ball, it was like young people whose parents had been guillotined, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was like trauma people only. <laughs> um so it's like <laughs> trauma vibes only literally in the cut. <laughs> so it's just all these wild things it's like it's unclear if they actually happened or not but there's like a lot of writing about it where okay. it's like okay they went to these things and then like they wore crepe armbands because they were mourning and then like some of the women would wear a red ribbon around their neck to symbolize like yeah my mom had her head chopped oh up. my god like holy moly and then also like there's a popular hairstyle known as the coiffeur a la victime which is just like the short hair that they would use to like 
when they would like shave your head before they cut it off. Oh my god, this is so dark. It's so <laughs> dark, but like yeah, a lot of French culture stuff like around how they tried to process yeah. all that time is like very interesting. Yeah, so there's a really good Wikipedia hole there. Isn't that wild? That actually is interesting. Yeah. I'm into it. Isn't that wild? Interesting. Okay, and then the other two things is I just heard a really good episode of Uncivil. Okay. Um, It was just about this book that's out about one of George Washington's, like, slaves who escaped. Okay. And then, like, he tried to get her back for a really long time, and then she... Yeah, it's a whole, like, basically the story of her life. Mm. Um, So we'll link that below. I really like Uncivil. Finally, just this short story... That I read that's really good. Here, what's it called? Mothers Lock Up Your Lock Up Your Daughters Because They Are Terrifying by okay. Alice Sola Kim. And Ooh. it's about like a group of like Asian American girl, teenage girls who do like a witchcraft ritual and like what happens. It's kind of sci-fi. Ooh. But it's very interesting in the way that it uses sci-fi conventions to like talk about the experience of being alienated from like a white adoptive parent because it's like they're all adopted. Okay. It's very interesting. I don't want to like give up okay, what happens no, in no it. Okay, no spoilers. But it's really good. And also like then I Googled the author and she's engaged to the guy who hosts <laughs> BuzzFeed's Twitter show AM to DM. Oh my God. Isn't that funny? What's his name? Fitzgerald? Something? Yeah, Isaac oh, Fitzgerald. Because yeah. you know what? He used to have a podcast on BuzzFeed that was really good. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so they're too. engaged and cool. they like both work out of this like writer's colony house in New York that's wow. like gotten written up and stuff. <laughs> they seem like a very hot couple. Very rock and roll. Wait, yeah. where? so how did you find out about the short story so people know um, like where oh, to follow? I think I found this one because this writer who I follow called Esme Weijun Wang mm-hmm. um, retweeted it. Um, I think they're doing a book event for Esme's new book, uh, which is called The Collected Schizophrenias, I believe. Okay. I love any kind of sci-fi that's not just like white dudes. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> you know. They're already scary just walking down the street, yeah. so it's not interesting. Yeah, this is like very good because it's like white dude sci-fi is just always like, but what if? <laughs> you know? Like, that's all it is. They literally bring that exact energy, and it's too much. It's like, there's already so much interesting stuff to explore yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's very much up my alley. Thank you. Let's move on to our shout-out corner. Okay. You start, because I can't read. Okay, Um. let's move on to our Apple Podcast review shout-outs. Thank you so much for writing us review on Apple Podcasts. We really want to be on New and Noteworthy. Honestly, I sent April a new podcast that was on New and Noteworthy this week, and she wrote back, my feelings are hurt. Honestly, your movie. And I support other new podcasts. Oh, it's totally. literally not that. It's just about my personal feelings <laughs> and the fact that this podcast is obviously very good, and yet here we are, unacknowledged. One day. my feelings. We'll get there. We will get there one day. Okay. One day one of our listeners will know someone at Apple and it will happen. Okay. Um, okay. So thank you so much to the following people who left us a review on Apple. Please do so. It's our only way of getting there. And we also read it for our self-esteem. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you to HBP, to underscore KGH93, to Alanisaur, to Shop Zbella, to AJ underscore Queer Vegan Runner. Sammy Thurston, and Luli Lanlan. Thank you all so much. And now we are going to shout out our patrons of the week. These are people who have supported us on patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. Yeah. We love them. We appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Here are some of their names. They're keeping us independent media. Yes. Iconic. Iconic. Thank you so much. Here are some of your names. Haley Malin Verno, Belle, Gabby Gregg, Jennifer Anderson, Elizabeth Underhill, and J.C. Shupak. Thank you all so, so much. We appreciate you. And if you're waiting for your name to be shouted out, it'll happen. Keep waiting. We love y'all. Okay, next, let's do our correction slash news corner. We have a couple of bits of news this week. Number one, the season's almost over. So sad. I'm so sorry. But also, haven't you had a a great time with us? Yeah. There's been a lot of delicious content. This will give people time to catch up who aren't caught up right now over winter break. Yes. Send your um, your friends and family over the holidays this pod when Mm -hmm. they want to avoid the people in their life that they're (laughs) avoiding. (laughs) Please listen to this podcast. And we'll be back in the new year. We're not over. This isn't the finale, but we we never want to leave you because I, I too, have abandonment issues. (laughs) So I'm warning you. We just like to let you know when yes. the end of the season's coming up and then you know that way we can let you know what we're thinking about doing for next season yes. what we're going to work on you can let us know your thoughts etc etc we love you we we're love here you. for you and 
We can't wait for the holiday break. Yeah. Another piece of news, we've been guests on two really cool podcasts recently. The first one being Almost 30. It's a podcast about two ladies who are almost 30. We can talk about all the issues around that. They're very cool, thoughtful ladies. We went to their one of their apartments to do the um, podcast, and it was a gorgeous it apartment. Beautiful. It was like I was thinking about it for days it afterwards. Like Urban Outfitters. It was so beautiful. Um, we had a lot of fun chatting with them, so we will link that in the show notes. And we were also on the podcast called More Than a Pretty Face. That was fantastic too. And you should take a listen and subscribe to them as well. I have a mini correction. Okay. Okay, well, first of all, I guess, like, some good news, which is that I have gotten zero inappropriate messages since you threatened to roll up on our listeners. You're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I do appreciate you so much. I do want to let people know it's okay to message me about other things. Just don't be inappropriate. Okay, should we act some scenarios out? Okay, Okay. sure. Just because I got one message that apologized for telling me my dress looked pretty, and that is fine. Okay, Okay, so let me name a couple things. You tell, just, we'll spitball. You tell me yes or no. Podcasts have this issue. I think they do, but they just don't speak about it. But yeah. I think this is this is our way to speak directly to you, and clearly it's effective. It's so. just funny because, yeah. like, yeah, I hope, and I think this is kind of interesting to talk about mm-hmm. because, like, I do like talking with people. It's yeah. just like the same kind of things I'm always interested in talking about, which is communication, finding yes. boundaries, yes. knowing how to like be with other people on the planet. And okay. things are changing. Pods are new. I get that it's a new yeah. arena, but, you know, we're all learning together. <laughs> I think you scared people is what and, I'm saying. And you know what? I don't apologize did. for that, but I do. I am happy for you all learning I've boundaries. i zero me- Like, literally, everyone's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's spitball a couple things. You just okay. tell me, yes, that's okay to DM you. No, it's not okay yeah. to DM you. Okay, so <laughs> you posted a lotion, and I bought it, and I love it. Yes. Okay, um, my boyfriend broke up with me, and no. I think I'm unlovable. No, <laughs> okay. no, don't do, no more of those. Um, I really like your new haircut. You look like the new Sabrina. Yes. Okay, um, what, my, all my friends hate me because no. I'm inherently evil. No. Okay. <laughs> what books are you reading right now? Yes. Okay, I think those are good, right? Yeah. So we'll just go from there. And we'll just keep learning. Just, like, things that you would tell your therapist but not one of your acquaintances are not for me. That's the best way, I think, to think about it. Fantastic. (laughs) Acquaintance, not therapy. Y'all are doing amazing, sweetie. Relationship in that way. I'm just interested in how it happens because I don't think I have a very clear understanding of how people see me, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm never sure how to set the boundary because I'm still just thinking of myself as me. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So we'll keep working on this. But yeah, thank you for, I, I can't believe how effective it was. Literally <laughs> for welcome. months I've been posting these like, please don't. And then you get on and you're like, I will. And everyone's like, okay, sorry. I was telling stuff because I listened back to the like rough cut of the episode Maria puts in. And when I was listening to it, I heard myself be like, if you ever want to send Sophie a message again, I'll fucking kill you myself. Oh you better my not. <laughs> okay. So I did bring an intense energy to it. But really what I just mean is like, please respect this girl's boundaries. It's She's very so sweet. Funny. Take advantage of really her. listened to you. Thank you. They listen to you. They respect you for sure. They're scared of me. They're scared. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny because honestly, I'm much more likely to fight than you are. I mean, I'll physically fight. You'll get into That's an argument true. with someone. I don't someone. think I could physically fight someone. I, think I would I, love to hit someone today. Oh my god. <laughs> I really would. The thing is, I'd be afraid. I think I would hit someone and then I would flinch. <laughs> I'd be I could really afraid of being hit back. For sure. I would do like a jab and then I'd run. <laughs> I think that's what I would do. Anyways, All right. just wanted to do that. Okay. Little tip jar from a listener. This is from a while ago, but one of our emails that we got in, I think, April said that if you are trying to not spend as much time on your phone, which I am always trying not to do, the new like iOS or whatever has the... It makes it much more available to you to see how much time you're spending on your phone. And it's, it's so too much. much. It's too much. Especially for people who like, like it's part of our job yeah. to be on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff. I spend a lot of time on Instagram, like as we were just talking about, like mm-hmm. talking with people, responding to DMs on the show account, like managing the show account um, and on Facebook too. But like I often will do that thing where I'm like, okay, I got to text my mom about something. And then I open my phone and then I'm like, I'm on Twitter. That <laughs> doesn't keep happening. Like it just happens. Yes. It's absent Minded, I will close Twitter and then reopen it immediately. <laughs> oh my god, same. It's awful. It's um, horrible. So this is a little tip for how to combat that. It was very interesting. Basically, um, this person suggested that you use the setting on your phone to make it grayscale, okay. which is hard, I guess, to find. But in this New York Times article we're linking in the show notes, there's like instructions for how to do it or mm-hmm. whatever. You can just Google like 
if you have an iPhone, um, I'm sure there's the same setting for BlackBerry, but BlackBerry, or not BlackBerry, what are they uh, called? Android. Android, Android. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Took me I'm back in there 2008. for a second. Yeah, it's like BBM. <laughs> um, <laughs> Androids are much more customizable, I think. Mm-hmm. This article is interesting because basically what it was talking about is how, like, all the different colors of the apps and stuff, are. it works kind of the same way the lights in Las Vegas do. It mm. just, like, pulls your attention. Yeah. Um, and they're not colors that are designed to, like, be pretty as much as it's designed to, like, suck you in. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's just interesting, right? That's really interesting. I might try it. The I thing is, I, I mean, yeah, I need it to be on so I can edit photos for oh, yeah. <laughs> Instagram. Mm-hmm. But, um. I do think it's an interesting thing. Next is a call from submissions for our episode coming up. I guess this will be next week. Yeah. Okay, so very interesting. For this episode, we've gotten the least amount of voice memos so far than any episode. And I think that's... <laughs> Y'all are cowards. <laughs> Step to the front, you Roll Hannah up. cowards. <laughs> no, honestly. Which I think to me just proves why we need to do this episode is because I think people are scared of their opinions on these things. Yeah. So I get it. But if you are interested in sharing your opinion on like weight loss surgery or body modifications or just like the things that you have seen people get kicked out of quote-unquote fat community for i would love to hear your thoughts because i think a lot of things you're afraid to talk about or ask about or are the things that you like are worried you have the wrong opinion on because i think a lot of people feel like there's one way to be body positive and if you're not that way you should either like hide yourself or you're kicked out and like that's not how i feel but i'm interested to hear how y'all feel so if you're up for it i would love to hear your voice to the three people who have sent their voices shout out to y'all Thank you for being brave. <laughs> You're being brave. It's a very controversial episode, but that's why I'm excited to do it. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, okay. Next, let's just shout out the Facebook group really quickly. Okay. So the Facebook group, again, is for people who support us at $7 or $7 a month or more on Patreon.com. That's Team Paisley Moomoo and above. So we have a lot of fun in the Facebook group. This week, people are talking about shoe recommendations for fat travelers, our favorite causes to donate to, and shopping for denim. Very helpful space. Very beautiful space. Come join us. Patreon.com slash pod. And finally, we just want to plug that if you give $15 a month or more on Patreon, you would hear our special Blast from the Past segment. That is an extra segment we are doing just for Team I Love Bread and people who give more than that, yeah. where we tell stories from our past. Next season is going to be a different theme yes. and that um, everyone on Team I Love Bread will be able to request. So it's essentially, it's usually about 10 to 15 minutes. It's like an extra mini-sode every week just for you all and it's very it's loose we yeah. we take our ties off we unbutton our bras it's fun over there our bralettes are usually our not even wearing bras your bralette my sports bra from tomboy X. Uh-huh. hell yeah <laughs> um so come join us if you're interested in that we're having a lot of fun over there and with that we should really get to the meat of it don't you think let's do it <laughs> The meat of it. So for our listeners at home, we're recording this little section um, at my house this time instead of So's house. So you might hear a, a little character in the background, a little, little uh, texture, if you will. <laughs> April lives in a war zone. <laughs> Unfortunately, I live in <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> no, just the truth of the matter is I, just, I live in a, a, a flavorful, flavorful neighborhood. You might hear like Hukaracha playing from the Ice Cream Man. You might hear the elementary school across the street. The children are leaving, and they are screaming. Um, They're chanting in unison. It's kind of scary. They're always chanting something. Like, sometimes it'll just be, like, a whole sentence. Sometimes they'll be like, and I don't, I can't really hear what it is, but it'll just be like, na, na, boo, na, na, ra, ra, ku, ba, ba. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> they have recess seven times a day. <laughs> like, my neighbors to the left of me play reggaeton. To the right of me, they're always playing, like, Snoop Dogg. They like the Migos, you know. So there's some character. There's some character. But we're mixing it up. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Maria? I'm sorry. This week on The Meat of It, we're talking about fatness throughout history. This is just a very light overview of stuff. There's a lot of people who have PhDs and stuff who have gone into this a lot more detail than we can. It's kind of hard to do academic research on this stuff because we're not academics, but there's a lot of other people who are doing fat academic research. We can link some of them in the show notes and they're all like listed on our resources page as well. We just wanted to talk about a few of the like generalized statements about fatness through history that you might hear or see in the media or from people on a daily basis, the kind of like pop science 
pseudoscience kind of things. Like what would pop up on Facebook when the videos just keep going? And we're just going to be doing a very surface level review of these. Just some food for thought. Delicious. Yum. (laughs) Let's do it. So first, before we get into it, we want to shout out Kathy. Kathy is a listener of ours who offered up her um, expertise as a librarian to help us research this episode and hopefully future episodes. So to our reference librarian, Kathy, thank you so much. We are going to link to everything she sent us in the show notes in addition to everything we mentioned. And if I come across anything else before we do the show notes, I will include that. Kathy also wanted us to encourage you out there, if you have questions, to lean on your local reference librarian. They know the stuff. Ask them the stuff. They can help you. Uh, thank you again, Kathy. And... Let's talk a little bit about why we wanted to do this episode. I wanted to do this just because I took a class in college called Theory of Mind. And in that class, um, which I only went to about half of because I was uh, depressed. um, Dab for depression. (laughs) Dab. Oh, dab. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Theory of Mind is basically whether or not you have an idea about other people having a brain, (laughs) essentially. Like Like assumptions about humanity? Yeah, it's like, let's see, the presumption that others have a mind is termed a theory of mind because each human can only intuit the existence of their own mind through introspection and no one has direct access to the mind of another. That is an interesting school of thought. I always love reading articles kind of in that same framework. I'm sure like a lot of academics who listen to this pod are going to be like, she's explaining it really (laughs) wrong. But that's kind of like one thing I wanted to start off with is just that like, It's not very useful to look at things, like look at history with only a modern mindset. Mm -hmm. Like you have to look at historical artifacts in context to like understand them and make judgments about them. And we're not experts on like all of history. No, (laughs) not not experts on anything, honestly. Um, But so we're going to try to bring a little bit of that to this. I also think I was excited when Soph told me she had this idea for this episode because I think it'll be kind of helpful for people who encounter like fat stereotypes about where we've been historically and otherwise. Like, you know, you'll you'll encounter a lot of assumptions like, yeah, fat people just started being a thing in like the 80s and before then yeah. we were all doing fine and everybody was like eating their cottage cheese and their cantaloupe and no one's ever been fat before and sometimes people will use that as an excuse to shame you into wanting to lose weight by being like, you're fat because you're not trying hard and everybody else before you has tried hard. Exactly. So I think it'll be fun to kind of talk about that in, a, in our own sort of a Mythbusters episode. This is us fat myth busting history. It'll be fun. Strap in. They don't just tell the myths, they put them to the test. Don't try anything you've seen on the show at home. We are what you call experts. So let's give a little bit of an overview of what we're going to jump in. Our, uh, hypothesis, if you will, what we're going to jump into. So number one, we're going to kind of explore and talk about the theory that everyone will be fat like WALL-E in the future. So for this episode, I've never seen the movie WALL-E. This just like missed me, but I watched all the clips on YouTube that say like WALL-E fat and like, wow, we'll get into it, but wow. So we're going to jump into that and then we're going to also just talk about how people have perceived fat people in the past or how you're told that fat people were perceived in the past. Yeah, And we want to kind of explore these ideas and figure out what's the truth. Maria, drop that Oprah clip. So what is the truth? (laughs) Okay, let's get into it. Okay. So first, there's this idea that I've heard from a lot of people that are like, okay, but like also people in the in the past who who were fat were like rich and like popular and like those paintings that are like fat girls (laughs) and the sculpture. What are people trying to accomplish when they say that? I don't know. I think they're trying to make it seem like... Maybe they're trying to like help fat people feel better about the stigma. No, I think they're trying to be like... I think it's a precursor. If they follow it through, then it's like... And now being thin is a sign of being rich, which is actually true. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to be thin by force, yeah. <laughs> then rich people definitely have more access to that. Because mm-hmm. you can like hire a cook and a trainer and like whatever to just, you know... You can get that machine that shakes you till uh-huh. you're thin. Those electro- <laughs> that electrical <laughs> impulse thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mostly hear people talk about it. And like, isn't that funny? Now it's poor people who are fat. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay. And every time someone says that, they say it like they're the first person to have that idea. I know. Which like, really makes me you're laugh. Run. You're absolutely not. Okay. So before we even talk about that, I want to talk about another one that I've heard, which is nobody used to be fat. 
Fat people just started existing, like, around 1987. The fat <laughs> epidemic happened, and before that, like, people were thin. So, um, we just wanted to give a little bit of evidence about, like, fat people existing in history. There's uh, the easy one, which is the Venus of Willendorf, which is that cute little statue from, like, 28,000 years ago. She thick. She Linked thick. in the show notes, but you've probably seen her before. Um, and then there's, like, a couple of other examples in, in Western art, especially because that's the kind that was, you know, like, valued by the white colonists and preserved for a long time, of, um, like, chubby white women from, you know, various areas of time, like, being being thicker kind of went in and out of popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a difference, I would say, between, like, chubby and fat. For sure. You know? I would say, Ven- like, this is a helpful thing. I would say Venus is, like, fat. I think the the ladies in sort of Baroque paintings like that you've seen. Paintings. Yeah, where they're, like, chubby and they're, like, on Those a chase. Chubby. And they're, like, you know, fanning each other. Yeah. They're, 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 they're chubby. chubby. They're, like, a size, you know, 16. Yeah. They're, um, they, they're cute. <laughs> but they're not, his- like, evidence of fat people. Right. Exactly. So, the Venus of Willendor that we mentioned before allegedly is from 28,000 years ago. Who knows? But that would mean that it would be existing. <laughs> Sounds like that, like you're a Just Jared article. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Haley Baldwin allegedly married Justin Bieber. But truly, it's like, we have no facts on this. Like, who knows how oh old this God. bitch is? But allegedly 28,000 years ago, which would put her sort of in the same timeline as cavemen. And so if you were around from the years 2015 to 2017... Then you've heard of the paleo diet, which basically the whole diet was you should eat like a caveman because cavemen were like the most healthy people. Um, So if you really follow that thought process out, then it kind of doesn't align with the idea that fat people are like a new concept. So I'm going to read a little bit from um, an article about this topic from the Washington Post. To be sure, no one knows why these images were carved. Were they related to fertility gods or beliefs, as some have suggested, a hope for plentiful food? But whatever the purpose of the figurines, their anatomical correctness indicates that the sculptors must have seen fat people, some experts say, (laughs) meaning that obesity was not unknown to Paleolithic peoples, however harsh their lives may have been in general. I love that. That person feels the necessity to be like, look, I don't think they imagined fat (laughs) people. Experts say (laughs) that some cavemen were fat. It's like, look at it. Yeah. <laughs> they saw a fat chick and then carved that shit in stone. Obviously. Oh, my God. Which I, but I also think it's kind of an interesting concept because it's like, okay, first of all, some of these cavemen were fat. So once again, diets don't work. Paleo doesn't even work, <laughs> number one. And number two, if cavemen were fat and that was a long time ago, then how long have fat people existed? Like forever. Forever. Because body diversity is a thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Even if we're going to talk about the 70s or whatever, like, McDonald's didn't invent fat people. You know what I mean? It doesn't even make sense. Like, it's not like all of a sudden people ate sugar and then grew a new arm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what's she doing here? Oh, my God. A lot of the things we talk about on this podcast, just to be fully transparent, it's like when you sit and think about it for more than five minutes, you're just like, oh, my God, everybody's an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it doesn't even make sense. And people just say this like it's so obvious. They're like, obviously, people just got fat. America's having a new crisis. Like, no. <sighs> okay, I also wanted to touch on this this piece we're going to link to, The Metamorphoses of Fat, A History of Obesity, reviewed by Dr. Katherine Harvey. So basically, this is like the review, a review of a book um, that I didn't read, okay. um, and I don't know if I want to, but essentially, this is just a book about like how fat people were treated throughout history from the 12th to the 21st centuries. So like... <laughs> they exist. They exist. <laughs> um, but also, this this book kind of has what I was talking about about like percep- different kind of perceptions of fat people. Mm-hmm. Like this, it says like part one is about the. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Medieval Glutton, part two, the modern oaf, which is 16th and 17th century. Mm-hmm. And then part three, from oafishness to powerlessness, interrogates the 18th century and uncovers new, more subtle ideas about the fat body. So it actually sounds like a really interesting way. Like, that's the kind of theory oh God, of mind stuff we talked about in that class. I just dropped my computer. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, okay, how are people thinking about this and why and how does like everything else that's going on around this time affect this? There's a lot of sources that you can look at just to show that like, yeah, fat people... Uh, Definitely did exist. I want to bring up that representation, modern representations of the past are not the same as the truth of the past. So when we're talking about looking at art and literature and stuff, those are artifacts that have survived because we've decided that those are the most important things. Exactly. Those are not really accurate representations of stuff and nor are like modern uh, representations of the past. So my favorite way to explain that is like if you think about or look at the five different adaptations of Pride and Prejudice, Yes, you can see when all of them are made because even though when they're made and put out, it's like, oh yeah, they're dressed like the 18th or 19th century. Like you can be like, oh, this is the 80s version of yes, the, exactly. like it's very obvious when you watch it, how much the modern interpretation affects it. Yes. Like our perceptions of history are highly curated. Same as, like, with modern representation, like, my family members in other countries think a certain way about America because of what white guys put on TV. Right. That's not all of the exact existence. So they just think that I, like, am a millionaire and, like, (laughs) surf (laughs) because of what has been selected as a representation of what our culture is. So that is an important thing to keep in mind for this conversation, for sure. Like, it would be really convenient if fat people only existed now because that would mean that it's a problem that could be solved. Absolutely. And that does help the diet industry by the way to like paint it as a a very modern failing on our society's part but it's not the truth myth Um, busted (laughs) (laughs) um and then just like another fun little thing is i just wanted to say apparently when we were researching this found this article about queen victoria's knickers being (laughs) auctioned off Um, link in the show notes you gotta see these panties (laughs) this daily mail article is so fucking rude that literally the caption for one of the pictures says fit for a dot 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 Giants. Oh, good. But I like that they write about everybody on the same playing field. Like, no matter if you're Meg Ryan, if you're Queen Victoria, you're still getting roasted in the Daily Mail. It's Um, incredible. And then, (laughs) yeah, also just that I follow a lot of like historical fashion Twitter. um, And there, I've seen a lot of people talking about these things that I think are interesting, but we don't really have time to talk about, which are called stout corsets. Okay. Basically, it was like corsets made for plus size women. Mm -hmm. And they're called stout. And there's like a couple of museums that people. People have been talking about. I think it's really interesting. These are spanks, aren't they? Well, it's just like, you know, people are always like, oh my God, we have corsets. People were so thin in the past and like 18 inch waists. And it's like, no, there are still fat women who had to wear corsets. <laughs> For sure. <They're- laughs> what? Why would they assume that? Oh my God. <laughs> you know what people I mean? People are foolish. Yeah. Um, and also when you Google like fat history celebrities, um, you come up with Lord Byron, yes. who is that poet from, from the romantic era and like Gothic kind of shit um and he was part of a time period that really romanticized like looking kind of like pale and wayfish yes and like he literally had an eating disorder like this article is like he made himself skeletal and wan so that he could like be fashionable and he had one piece of bread a day i was like are you okay that doesn't sound good lord byron are you okay oh my god yeah researching (sighs) historical figures the word plump comes up so much yeah (laughs) just people being being described as plump like in the 1800s people describing themselves as plump in poems it's a nightmare um she's all plump she's all plump (laughs) okay and then i want to kind of transition to talking about this other idea that we mentioned the idea that like well in the past fat people just meant they were rich which is really based on this idea that's like you're only fat if you overeat yeah and so rich people can overeat because they have the resources and poor people were all thin and hearty, yes. which is like not true. No. Some, a lot of the articles say like, oh, well, 20th, the 20th century is when these negative views came in, but that's not really true. There's like more intense negative views of fat people in the 20th century. I think partly having, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons that that would be true. A lot of the stuff we're going to link has interesting things you can make your 
own mind up about. Mm-hmm. Fat people have not only existed for a long time, people have been mean to them for a long time. Absolutely. In the past, they're definitely, like, there's this article April found that says, in the latter part of the 20th century only did fat being fat become stigmatized. As a result, the literary and folkloric stereotypes changed from that of an amiable, chubby individual, as reflected in the characterization of Joe by Charles Dickens as a wonderfully fat boy, to that of Marty, the hero of the 1953 play by the same name by Patty Chayefsky, who attributes his rejection to, by girls to being an ugly fat man. Comment down below, are you an ugly fat man or a wonderfully chubby, wonderfully, wonderfully fat, fat boy. boy? I think I'm wonderfully fat as I'm well. I'm also wonderfully fat. But like, <laughs> I mean, that's one way to look at it. Yes. I do think it's true that there's fat that have like increased our critique of body size but it's not true that everyone was happy about being fat in the past no i just think the way that we talk about it has changed and kathy's also sent some resources about the way that people like describe fatness being like in terms of bmi versus using words just like chubby or plump or whatever that has what has gave people like the tools to be able to talk about fat in a more like biting way but it has never there's never been a fat people fat person that walked around and existed and nobody called them fat in a negative way like no they never got to just walk down the street and just live as if they weren't fat someone their aunt always it could be the year two their aunt was like literally with the mashed potatoes (laughs) like always like there is okay so there's some links in the show notes for times when being plump was more popular okay um and there's also a link to studies about you know the kind of like evolutionary biology shit about like well if you were fat you could survive a famine in the whatever whatever it's like okay sure Mm -hmm. but also (laughs) the greeks 2000 years ago had diet advice and were basically like get off your ass fatty (laughs) Mm -hmm. sounds familiar (laughs) just like sounds like revenge body by chloe kardashian literally (laughs) like yes there were times when being chubby but again as we said before like those you know titian bodies are not really fat they're just chubby there's times when like being thin and being chubby go in and out of fashion but being fat is almost always denigrated one thing that's left out of a lot of these kind of pop psychology conversations is how religion plays into them Mm -hmm. in a western perspective you you can really easily talk about how much of religious devotion is centered around denying yourself things Mm -hmm. and gluttony is like literally a sin yes and so even in bible stories or in like morality plays from the middle ages or um from other kind of religious texts like you can see an equation of like fatness with like laziness gluttony sin avarice you know and kind of denying yourself things fasting eating bread and water like those things are associated with godliness with holiness with like being in control of your body with being in control of your morality absolutely um and that's been the case ever since Christianity started, yeah, which again was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. And it's still, the, the seeds are still there. Even if you listen to like a modern day, like T.D. Jake sermon or something, he'll be like, rely on God to get you through that diet. Like yeah. it's very much linked. It'll be like, let the Holy Spirit guide you away from the baguette. I'm like, <laughs> let's cool it wow. with that. <laughs> um, and then this article that I'm going to link um, that you can access if you have like a JSTOR login, um, it also says... Obesity was stigmatized in medieval Japan, in part at least because it was viewed as the karmic consequence of a moral failing in a Buddhist context. Oh my god. Like, not even the non-Jesus freaks got away from it. (laughs) (laughs) Who was safe? Like, I I also want to hear from our listeners. Do you know of any society of any time where genuinely, genuinely fatness was encouraged and not stigmatized in any way? I want to know. There's just so many ways that, like, fatness has been used throughout history to demonize people i don't understand a lot of these like weird perspectives and it's fucked up it's fucked up it's really just to make it seem like you can fix it like i think what why people keep having these same opinions and they're so pervasive in culture is because they people really want to make you feel like if you just keep trying you can fix it and here are examples of other times when it's been different no, you're not just fat because you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. It's it's just wild how this is like this idea is evident in any sort of school of thought. You can pick it up anywhere. You this find is about it history. Anywhere. Yeah. People and it's everywhere. Wanna find ways that they feel like they're in control. You're not in control of your body. I'm and so people sorry. People wanna find ways they feel like they're better. That's all better. that it is. Yeah. That's the commonality, honestly. So that was like a very brief overview of just those two ideas and how they're like kind of more complicated than people wanna say. Yeah. 
Um, it really, the one that makes me the most uncomfortable is the thing about like fat people used to be rich. Yeah. That's it's bizarre. It's very weird to me. It's first of all, it's like, yeah, which fat people who said that? Yeah. <laughs> What's the truth? Like, what are you talking about? It's not realistic. <laughs> researching these concepts was really tricky because it's so pervasive. Like the idea that these things aren't true is an idea that only like, you know, 10 people are talking about. Like if you Google fat as a signifier of wealth and it was like 10,000 articles about how fat people used to be rich and that was great. And like very few articles dealing with like the sort of intersectionality of what that really looked like in the past and what it would look like in the future. So basically all that to say, like thinking about this critically is not common. Yeah. (laughs) But I encourage you to do so it's not the norm though at all so just to wrap up this part we wanted to talk about fatness in the future so like in wally basically the disney movie the point of view is that everyone's fat because everyone just sits on their butt and drinks soda in like this cute little jumpsuit okay so yeah like i said i've never seen this movie before i was like what is going on in this clip so it's like all these fat people in their little pod that is like basically a hover car and they all wear the same like plus size little jumpsuit and they just like talk on an ipad all day and they never get up and then at some point one of them does get up and like falls out of his chair and then there's like these emergency robots to get him back in the chair i was like oh my god this is all fucked up but yeah it's basically just like people are so obsessed with screens that they're just gonna stop and then businesses will continue to benefit off people being fat and they're like gonna sell them more fat jumpsuits instead of shaming them into like getting out of their pod and losing weight like that is kind of the vibe of (laughs) wally I did not know it was that intense. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. The first half of Wally is great. The second half this. is uh, that. That's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> so it's like I feel like people when they talk about the future, they're they're like, everyone's just gonna keep getting better. Yeah. <laughs> or it's Get like, <laughs> or it's like we're gonna lose eighty percent of the population to like the super flu or something okay. like that, and then we'll all be living off the grid, and then people will be thin again. Is like literally something I've heard. That sounds but like something that Thanos would say. <laughs> literally, <laughs> there's not enough war. resources. There's not enough resources. We just gotta kill eighty percent off, um, and we'll be good. Um, and yeah, and it's not just in Wally. So there's this website I love that's called tvtropes.com and they pick a popular trope from TV and film and then list a bunch of instances, 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 I'm so close, instances, one more time, instances, (laughs) instances of that occurring. So the page I'm linking to is called Big Fat Future and it's a list about a hundred times that people in their various like media creations have shown fat people in the future to just be like in their pods with their headphones on. Yeah. So a lot of people feel that way, that that's where we're headed, which is, you know, bleak. Okay. So we're linking to this HuffPo piece that our friend, um, Michael Hobbs wrote that featured our beautiful friend, Carissa Enneking, where basically he says, quote, we're not going to become a skinnier country, but we have a chance to become a healthier one. Basically his point of view in that article is like diets don't work. And so doctors need to treat fat people for their health, not just to become thin people. And that's my vision of the future that like in the individual people are treated with more humanity. And if we want to address things like the corn lobby yes (laughs) we can do that in general but that people stop like or people become more educated about how like to increase if you're worried about health how to increase health like through practices and not through like your misperception that a smaller body size will make you more healthy yeah that's definitely how i feel about the future because the reality is like yeah people especially in america are pretty fat and probably getting fatter but i just see a future where more people are fat and also practicing haze if they're interested in health and that is sort of where we push as a nation in less quote-unquote obesity um epidemic so yeah. we'll link to that piece because he really gets into it in detail and talks to a lot of fat people about their experiences and to me that seems more realistic i don't yeah. see myself getting in one of those pods and no. i don't like the jumpsuit from wally it's not <laughs> it's cute. not cute <laughs> i mean it's also just like we don't really know what the trends are going to be the trends are it's like the trends are always the same with beauty first it's fashionable to be a little chubby then yeah. it's fashionable to be a waif then it's fashionable to be a little chubby then it's fashionable to be a waif it's always fashionable to be white like it's the same <laughs> it's always the same like they're racist things and yeah. they're colonialist things and like that's how it works you know i also just don't think the future is decided like first of all let's see if we're alive in 10 years (laughs) number one number two we are alive in 10 years what will our resources look like will we have hover cars what what is our like modern every single day going to be like i think that will affect this 
vision of the future and less so just we're on our phone so this is where we're headed also like okay say there was a kind of apocalyptic event apocalyptic event a bunch of people died it's not (laughs) i do not think that people would all of a sudden be thin that would be my first concern is my body (laughs) i'm like oh my god i need to break into the mall and get a smaller pair of pants no like no i would be like where's my mom (laughs) I just, it's just I don't like, see the future in the same way. Well, I don't. again, that's based on the idea that like all the hunter-gatherers were thin and we just showed that fat hunter-gatherers existed because they freaking make statues out of them. And they didn't have McDonald's, so what's the tea? So what did that <laughs> Venus do? How'd she get so fat? How'd she get so fat? She was on paleo. How'd hmm. she get so fat on paleo? Hmm. She wasn't doing her keto correctly. No, she, she wasn't testing her she pee correctly. <laughs> oh my God. She wasn't peeing on the strips correctly. Pee on strips. That's so fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like talking about fat as only a thing of health, like is part of our current like body gamification mindset. For sure. You know? And that wasn't as big of a part of the conversation at different points in time. Like in the 20s, way more about fashion and stuff, even though the health part is like always there. I don't really have hopes for people's, the way people's bodies look in the future. I more have a hope for how society acts in the future, which is like more of a concern for people's mental health, more for people's practices and for people's like taking care of people through like socialized healthcare. <laughs> Like, honestly, so for all the people out there who you talk about body positivity and they're like, that's not important, just try harder, like, why are you wasting your time glorifying obesity? The reality is this, like, future we're describing that's more haze-minded and less fat equals health, that's only going to be possible through body positivity spreading. Like, that's it. So, like, that's our shot at, like, recycling and body positivity are, like, our only hope, (laughs) literally. (laughs) Literally. I wish we knew more about this. Academics who know about, like, perceptions of fat throughout history, please email us so we can, like, read intelligent updates from you. We would love it. Yeah, I want to know more about, like, these societies we don't know about. We're really interested in how attitudes have changed because it's it's helpful to think about how attitudes could continue to change. And where we are right now might not be where we are in 50 years, but we don't really know. Fingers crossed. Um, That's the meat of it for this week. We presented uh, a vague set of responses to a couple um, theories. (laughs) This is not a convincing outro. (laughs) Just read the one I wrote. That one was fine. That one was fine. Okay, so that's the meat of it for this week. We've dipped our toes into the history of fatness. You're You're welcome. welcome. Today's episode of She's All Fat is brought to you by Tomboy X. We love Tomboy X, you love Tomboy X, and the holidays are just around the corner, so why not get yourself a gift you'll really enjoy? Tomboy X has lots of styles, cuts, colors, and prints, from bikinis to boxer briefs to trunks, as well as super comfy bras, and all options come in sizes extra small to 4X. Whatever kind of underwear you want, Tomboy X has got your butt covered. The materials they use to make underwear are all eco-friendly, from the quick-dry, moisture-wicking fabrics of their activewear line to the super-soft, micromodal fabric in the neutrals line. We also love that Tomboy X works with women-owned factories and makes sure that everything they make is ethically produced. We stand a comfy, cute, ethical lundie. My favorite around-the-house outfit is my old, <laughs> dirty athletic shorts and a beautiful, clean, new Tomboy X sports bra. I love the one I have with its cute rainbow band under my chest. It's comfy supportive without being restrictive and the exact right vibe for singing karaoke in my mirror. I love that the Nutris line is a truly wide range of colors and shades. When I tried on my shade, number two bralette and boy short set for the very first time, the color matched me so well I could have sworn I was actually nude. Go to tomboyx.com SAF2019 and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. She's All Fat listeners get an extra 15% off with code SAF2019. That's a new code, so listen again, code saf 2019 for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. TomboyX.com slash SAF 2019. And now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to FYI at choosalfatpod.com. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email at FYI at choosalfatpod.com and we might answer your question right here on the show. This week on Ask a Fatty, we have a very special letter from Hannah again. Hannah. 
Hannah. How wild is that? Hannah, figure your life out. Hannah, you're always sending us letters. It's Hannah, like, get it together, Get it Hannah. together, Hannah. Okay, here's the question. All right. Um, I had a question for both of you, a fun question. I want to know what your favorite uh, DCOM, Disney Channel, original movie is and why. Thank you. Can I start with the one that I hated? Okay, please do. Don't look under the bed. Oh my God, that's one of my three. It's so <laughs> scary. It's too scary. Sophie, I can't believe you. Okay, number oh, it one, is scary. It's, very, it's too scary for me. It gave me nightmares. Oh my God, because of it's the face. Yeah. also the movie that gave me my fear of light eyes. Oh, okay. That would make, oh yeah, we've talked about this before. That would make perfect sense. Yeah. But you are undercutting the fact that the two, the black guy and the redheaded girl have amazing chemistry. But he turns, okay, no spoilies. No, yeah. It literally came out 19 years ago. But he turns into a monster. (laughs) No, but then he also turns back into the black guy, doesn't he? Now I don't totally remember. He was the monster the whole time. He's the invisible friend. But then also the monster was another redheaded woman. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was complicated. Um, I don't remember It was very complicated. But all I remember is their chemistry was palpable. They had this, like, really intense kiss. I was like, oh, my God, this is a Disney movie. It was very scary. But I also remember the storytelling being really riveting. And I loved their vibe. And I loved the girl. She was like, I'm just trying to take care of my little brother. I don't have time for this. She's like, making out with a ghost. It's hot. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Can't believe one of your least faves is one of my number one faves. So that's one of mine. But you you go first. Too first scary days. for me. Okay. My number three favorite decom okay. is Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Okay. Yeah, I do like that one. <laughs> I do like that. Yes. Um, starring... Caroline Ray, okay, who lives near me. I see her all the time. Um, comedic, comedic character genius. actress, yeah, so funny. Um, and uh, what's his name, Mr. Sheffield, oh, as the vampire. Um, oh my god, I remember that movie being so good. Yeah, but it doesn't come on a lot. I remember only seeing it maybe like two times. Slept on classic. It also has Craig Manning in it. Craig from Degrassi. Yeah, Craig, take your meds. Yeah, oh. <laughs> honestly. I don't think the movie made much sense, but I thought it was very fun. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. What's what? your number two? Smart House. Nice. I really Amazing liked choice. Smart House. I really liked the dancing scene. I just liked the fun tech elements of it. Do you feel like it accurately predicted? Somewhat. A lot of this, I think most of the stuff in it happens, honestly, That's just in nuts. a slightly different way. Amazon pretty much is on their way to making a Smart House. Yeah. That's wild. Um, and then number one for me okay. is Xenon, Girl of the 21st nice. Century. I knew you'd pick Xenon. My number four and five are probably Cadet Kelly and Halloween Town. Oh my God. Cadet Kelly is my number two. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. But I, oh my God, I love that you pick Xenon. This podcast is pretty much just Xenon and her yes. black friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is Fat Xenon. Oh my God, Fat Xenon. So good. I love Xenon. I love Raven's so Little Ponytails. Yeah. It's so good. And then how it's a different black actress from the yes. other two movies and they just don't talk about it. They just it. don't mention it. Wait, let me see if I remember the song. Supernova? Girl. Yeah, super, my Supernova Girl. Should I YouTube it? Yes, please do. My God, it's so good, honestly. So good. Okay, here we go, chorus. Wake me up, shake me up, race me to the stars. So much to go so far to go, the galaxy is ours. The galaxy is ours, my girl. The galaxy is ours. Wow, why would that? It's in there. It's so good. <laughs> it's stuff in there. It's so wow. good. Wow. Right? It's wild that the mind will just keep that in a pocket, just back here. But honestly, it's not a great song. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a good, it's very it's good 98 song. degrees. It's good. Wow. Thank you so much, Disney Channel. Yeah. So good. Um, Okay, so my three... Yeah, number three, don't look under the bed. Interracial relationship. Oh, my God. (laughs) Familial conflict. I remember I think her parents were going through a divorce or something. I just... I felt the acting was, like, really Well, and yet you don't like the color of friendship. (laughs) No, I mean, the thing is, I like the color of friendship, but just the concept... The white girl pissed me off, is all I'm going to say. Okay, my number two... Well, yeah, she's like, what is racism? (laughs) Her, that's her whole vibe. And her dad's just like, shut the fuck up, yeah, white literally. girl. Like, it's all, in a way it resonated, but also, anyway. It's ridiculous. Okay, number two, Cadet Kelly. I tweet about this all the time, but they're gay. Next movie. Oh my God. <laughs> the tension in that and that was out of this world. And then I remember, like, Christy Carlson and Hilary Duff would do interviews around this time, and Hilary would be like, yeah, we've gotten so close. We, like, go shopping all the time. We're so close. And I was like, really, bitch? So close? Wow. <laughs> the chemistry was out of the And then Christy was Belle on Broadway. Yes. Ugh. Fantastic. I want to be Christy um, Carlson Romano. 
This is the only one that's on Netflix for some reason. Okay. So this one is seeped through the cracks of the Disney vault. Go watch Cadet Kelly right now. And my number one is The Cheetah Girls. I have to. Wow. I, gotta get I did the like Cheetah The Girls. Cheetah Girls. Love it. I remember all of the songs. I remember feeling empowered by the song Cinderella specifically. Yeah. I remember it coming on at Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> like, wait <laughs> up, right after the movie came out. And I was, like, doing the choreo with all the jackets. I was like, I can sway. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's just been so much to me. Thank you so much for asking. We had so much fun answering this question, obviously. Um, hope that our, like, non-millennial Hannahs uh, don't mind us geeking out over this. Now let's move on to It's Okay You Can Ask, a segment where we both play the race card. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. I can't believe you. Read your line, Sophie. I can't believe <laughs> Both offended. Both played. Jesus Christ. We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like who is Boo Boo the Fool? You still have not answered that question. He's just, you know, just a person in your imagination who looks like an idiot. He's the fool. Or. It doesn't make fucking sense, <laughs> but okay. Sense. Or, who is Rachel Hollis and why does she want you to wash your face? See, this is like unfair because the ones you make me read are things that you've been like, you don't know who this is. And the things that you read are things where I was like, April, look at this interesting thing. No, I found this by myself on no, Twitter. You didn't. I sent it to the group. <laughs> Did you? Yes. <laughs> Jerk. See, so that's proof that I'm opening some of your links. So, like, where's my credit? Oh, my God. I'm done with you. Okay, so if it's your turn. I can't believe this. Okay. Well, I don't have any great questions this week, so I'm just going to go through some of our new the things that I've sent to you on Twitter because people seem to like those. Okay, And cool. you also like those. I enjoy those as well. So this is that um, meme picture that's all the Spider-Mans pointing to each other. Yes. Okay. And it's like, you don't know who is who. Who's the real Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. And then, and there's an NYPD bus in the back. Okay, and then the caption is, when black men, two Cs, I don't know if that means something special. I don't special, know, I don't know about all that. Link up and a, quote, nah, I'm trying to get like you, quote, <laughs> battle pop off. <laughs> I love this. What is that? Okay, What so- is this talking about? <laughs> This is a really fun, like, <laughs> ritual I love where, like, black men will see each other. And what they're saying is, like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I see that you're doing well. So they'll be like, how you doing, man? And he's like, I'm just trying to get like you. Meaning, like, I see that you're doing well and I want to be like that, too. And then he's like, no, I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, affirming each other. But you'll just, I'll literally see sometimes oh. people do this. But, like, I'm trying to get like you. No, I'm trying to get like you. No, I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> it's, like, it's really cute, actually. That is pretty cute. Friendship. Okay, and then the replies... This guy said, this is actually what happened when I walked into the last blah, blah, and saw this guy and this guy. And then the guy (laughs) replied, I'm still trying to get like you. (laughs) It's very sweet, actually. Spent every day since then trying to get like you, bro. (laughs) I'm late to class, still trying to get like you. This is cute. That's love. I love it. And then someone random replied, y'all killing me. And then the first guy replied, bro, I just peeped your profile picture. (laughs) Loki trying to get like you. (laughs) I love it. We gotta hold each other down, you know? That's cute. I love these kind of positive ones. Yes, for sure. It's very sweet. It's so funny. I'm I'm honestly surprised by the number of tweets I've seen that are jokes about who black people don't want to kill in the race war. <laughs> Those come up a lot. I, I'm slightly afraid of them. It seems, you know, imminent. Those tweets scare me a little we're, bit. We're just, we're just getting ready, and I encourage y'all to get ready as well. But I did really <laughs> laugh at the one when it was when the race war is happening and I gotta kill Tony Hawk, and he's like crying but pointing the gun. And then Tony Hawk replied, I appreciate the hesitation. Literally. <laughs> Yeah, black people love Tony Hawk. I don't know what's up. Really? See, okay, that's another thing. (laughs) I don't know. Why? Some sports you would not expect. For sure. Um, You sent me this. Okay. Okay, it's Stay Woke Queens. And then it's a screenshot of a Tumblr post by Vontae Snapped. (laughs) Don't look at me and say Vontae Snapped. And then it's (laughs) Soft A, N-Words with Beards, is just N-Words without Beards with Beards. (laughs) Yes. Is just referring to the fact that people like men with beards? I just think it's like a lot of us are out here because really the look right now is like shaved head, full delicious beard. And it's just like, you heck, you can't throw your whole life away because a man grew a beard. And I know that that's hard to take <laughs> for like a lot of people, but it's like, he just has a beard. He's not a better person. He's still disrespectful. He still doesn't like, you know, contribute to society. Wow. He just grew a beard. 
<laughs> the um, problem. And, like, I cannot point fingers because, like, you know, okay. we all have a kryptonite. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay, who is this lady who says period? Okay, I don't know. I think they said they're non-binary, but I oh. always forget. Oh, it might be Miss Perez, I think is the name of their Instagram handle. Who are they? But, like, literally they just started making videos. The first one I saw where, like, they were saying that they saw people on the highway on those bird scooters. <laughs> they were just like, you're going to jail, period. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, like, instantly viral. Oh, my God. Those bird things are getting out of control. And to finish out, I just want to talk about... Like, those white women on Instagram who are trying to look black? Oh, my goodness. Okay, the word that people are using is N-word fishing. It's not okay. (laughs) Here's what I'll say. Because, of course, this isn't a new thing. We all know about Rachel Dolezal. I will say some of them, honestly, are pulling it off. And it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. But it's just game-recognized game. And it's just, I would never, like, not... I I have to give them their flowers. Like, some of them are really... Give them their flowers? (laughs) Wait, do you know that phrase? Uh-uh. Like, you know, give someone their flowers while they can still smell them. That kind of thing. Like, basically, you, like, compliment somebody and you make sure they're alive to hear it. Don't just That's wait till they die. That's a very Elizabethan sonnet kind of really? thing. Really? Yeah, it's like a very memento mori That's thing so funny. to say. Yeah, so just meaning, like, you know what? I can't I can't take it from her. Like, some of them have their edges slipped just right. That said, you are white. <laughs> that is so weird. I really... It makes me laugh. I would love to read a long form about what they're doing. And then a lot of them will deny it. They'll just be like, I went on vacation for a long time and I got tan. I'm like, you got a texturizer in your hair. (laughs) Okay, how come nobody's mad at Ariana Grande? Oh my God. Actually, people are mad. My friend, shout out to Olivia Peace. She actually made our video on our Patreon. She texted me about this this week. She's like, I'm worried that Ariana Grande is N-word fishing. Like, like she's way, like look at those photos of her really as a dark. teen. Yeah, if we all remember season one of Victorious yeah. and we go on her Instagram now, she's way darker. And when people ask her, I think she's just like, Well, I'm Italian. I'm like, so Okay, but who is Boo Boo the Fool? Boo Boo the Fool is just you know what? You know what the sad right thing in. is that by asking this, like I I You're Boo Boo I'm Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> I can't believe you did this to me. Did it to yourself, so um thank you for Showing me your memes with a look of concern on your face. I just want to understand the discourse. Oh my God. On Twitter. There's so much you could never, honestly. And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to FYI at she's all Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by Maria Wortel. Special thanks to our fairy intern mother, Lynn Barbara, and our brand new intern, Kirsten Berg. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Bye! www.she'sallfatpod.com Nope. Wait. Nope. That's a different website. That's a star website. That's our website. So, you can go there and click through to the Patreon. <laughs> but what would be easier is... <laughs> God damn it. There's so many websites. Okay. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.